This is Jay Allen Smith, and you're listening to Outdoor Adventures with Jason Sacco. Hello, everyone. This is Jason with Outdoor Adventures with Jason. This is going to be my inaugural episode since I've actually relocated from Texas up to Michigan. Very excited, and I hope you enjoy this episode from Brendan Nell. I have been gone a while, so I do apologize about that. Welcome back, all my listeners. And if you're new to the show, I hope you enjoy. Please feel free to go out to my website, oawjs.com. Use the contact me link to feel free to send me any suggestions of topics you'd like to hear covered. And we look forward to uh, continuing the show from my new location up here in uh, Michigan. Have a great day and enjoy this show. Welcome to Outdoor Adventures with Jason. Each week, I bring the world of hunting, fishing, and conservation to you. From the great hunting and fishing opportunities found in the Americas to the dream safaris located on the dark continent beyond. I'll introduce you to those who are already out in the field living every outdoor enthusiast's dream, as well as outfitters and gear manufacturers that can make those dreams your reality. Welcome to this episode of Outdoor Adventures with Jason. This should be a really good episode. I've got a gentleman on I've been wanting to speak to for ages. I've got Brendan Nell on, and I'm speaking to Brendan. He's in South Africa right now where his family runs Boschnell Safaris. And Brendan, how are you doing? I'm doing pretty well, Mr. Jason. How are you? I'm great. I appreciate you giving me the time here with the time difference. But you guys have such a neat operation there in the eastern South Africa that I really want people to get to know about Boschnell Safaris. Could you kind of give the listeners and myself a rundown of Boschnell Safaris and your history, how you guys got started? No problem, sir. First of all, we just want to say thank you for having us. It's a true honor to be able to do this with you. Boschnell Safaris is a fairly new company. We've been running it for about five or six years at the moment. But it does not mean that we are actually newbies in the in the industry. As my as my father has been hunting for the last 20 years, he's also been an outfit and professional hunter for 20 years. And uh, that actually helped me to grow up in the industry. And uh, when I became of age, we actually started up our own thing with a partner called Yuan. He's a, he's the Bosch in the Boschnell. Pretty nice guy as well. We do quite a bit of hunting together. He's gentlemen. We've basically started Boschnell Safaris uh, as a family-run operation, which basically means we're not all that big so that you get lost whenever you come hunt with us, that you can hunt with a strange pH that you might not know, or you end up in an area where you don't know anybody and you feel uncomfortable or whatever. I think what, what really sets us apart is the personal detail you'll, you'll get on a safari with us, because with my dad being an older gentleman, if the clients are a bit older, and I know nowadays it's difficult for, for a senior client to communicate with a young PH, such as myself, basically, and most of the time they actually feel a little bit uncomfortable because there's, there's quite a bit of years between, uh, between the two, and it's difficult to find common ground to start a discussion on it. That's where my dad actually fits in perfectly because he's going to be with with the senior clients. Um, even if you're not all that, that mobile like you used to be, he's a real patient guy to work with and uh, it's really perfect for everybody. And then the young guns, the guys who want to climb mountains and do a lot of hunting, I mean, that's why I'm there. We're going to do a bit of hard hunting. So it's a, basically a perfect all-round safari company for anybody who wants to come and, come and hunt in South Africa. Great. So I'm looking at your website, which is boschnellsafaris.co.za, and it looks like you guys have, you know, as you said, you're a family-run business, but you also have a large amount of 
property on your concessions at over 215,000 acres. Is that all one large piece or is it several, is it fractured up into multiple pieces? It's fractured up in multiple pieces, mainly because we want to give clients everything they basically need. So it's not like you're going to come to South Africa and you're going to stay in one place and you've got quite a bit of stuff to hunt a lot of different species. And because there's so many different species that you can find in South Africa that are actually located quite spread out over the South African terrain, we've got concessions in each area where you are actually certain to find the best possible animal to harvest if you're going for specific animals. If I have to think of the top of my head, if you have to hunt something like a red dacre or blue dacre, I mean, those animals in some areas, they, they are in the same area as, as each other. But then if you want to hunt the rest of the tiny thing, like let's say maybe an oraby or sharps Facebook, those areas are something completely different. So just to, to offer a client a wide variety of quality animals and quality hunting experiences. We've gone out and we've set out basically concessions all around South Africa to offer each and every type of species that there is to offer in South Africa. Not only having the, the properties spread around gives you access to a large variety of animals, but something that I see here that's really, if somebody's wanting to do the top dangerous seven, you can accommodate them for that, if I understand right. Easily. So, I mean, that's actually what we focused on for so long is basically the dangerous game. And uh, that's why you'll clearly see the crocodile in our logo. That's been our specialty for over 15 years. So if you are really looking to hunt a decent crocodile and hippo combo, I mean, there's no better place to come than us because we've been doing this for so long. And the experience is so truly wild that you wouldn't think this hunt actually takes place in South Africa because it's a real hunting experience. Regarding buffalo, lion, all those things, leopards a bit difficult regarding permits nowadays in South Africa, but it's not a problem as we offer great hunts in countries like Zimbabwe and Zambia as well. So if guys want to come in their store, they want to shoot a monster leopard. I mean, it's not to say that you have to hunt with somebody else because you're going you're gonna to still find that professional service and that, that family feeling with us, uh, even though we might be hunting in one of our other areas in neighboring countries. So nothing's basically impossible. I mean, we, we hunt a lot of plains land. We also have buffalo and rhino on the area as well. Of course, regarding permits, and, um, it takes some time, but I want to hunt, finish all these dangerous seven and also hunt a, a rhino as well. We offer that as well. So regarding dangerous dangerous game, everything is possible and nothing nothing is too much work to do actually. If you tell us we need this, we want to hunt this, then we we're gonna give you an honest opinion, so it's gonna be like this. And when we say it's like this, we actually mean it's gonna be like this. There's no hidden agendas, no screwing around to be quite frank. The main thing that sells Boschland Safaris is honesty. If we say it's like this, it's going to be like this. There's no dark or gray areas. If it's the truth, you're going to be the first to know this is the truth. This is what's happening. Now, as I look at this, and I'm working on the big seven, let's say, and I decide that for whatever reason, I still need the rhino to complete the big seven, but I want to do a green hunt. Can you accommodate me that way if I don't actually want to harvest uh, an older rhino bull? Anything is possible, sir. We need to keep in mind that there are areas in South Africa where the legislation is in that matter that it's illegal to do green hunts nowadays. 
lot of people still offering them, but like I said, it's all about honesty. We're not we're not going to tell you yes, and then we end up doing something that's illegal or might put you in a difficult situation, or we might stand a chance of of losing our our business. You know, so if we do it in certain provinces and it's legal and we get a permit for it, perfect, we're going to do it. But of course, you never know regarding the permits. We don't want to tell you yes, let's do it this way, and then we end up not being able to do this and then you sit there unhappy because you thought, okay, but you guys promised this. It's never going to be like that. Oh, that's good. It's You want to know coming from the States or anywhere else, if you're coming from Europe, South America, Asia, Australia, and you're coming in to hunt, you want to know that you're going to get as close to an experience as you expect, knowing that certain things can happen and it's still hunting you may not see a particular animal, but I can say, having been to Africa one time and hunted Zimbabwe, there's animals that will show up that you never thought you'd have any interest in hunting. And after you're there for a while, you're going, oh man, I want one of, you know, I, I want to try to take that. And that's what happened with me with the clip springer. Definitely. Yeah, definitely. And that's such a fun animal to hunt, actually, um, because it's it's quite challenging. And to get a good male, it's just the hard work pays off. It's, it's bittersweet to actually find an animal like that. Yeah, they're so darn fast. You've got to be really quick. They certainly are. So if I'm coming in from, let's say, anywhere in the States, I fly into Johannesburg to get met by one of the agents for Bachanel Safaris? Most likely it will be me picking you up. I don't know if people know this or have noticed on my Facebook. I'm pretty much of a neat freak. Um, So I want to do everything to the best possible way that I can do it. So that's just... I think that's where the personal touch that I talked about comes in. It's, it's not like we're going to send some kind of pH to pick you up or whatever. You're either going to be met by me or my father, and you're going to truly become part of the Boschnell family. That's why it's it's not a big company where we've got 30, 40 pHs working for us, and we've got constantly double bookings in camps and all of that. I mean, if you hunt with us, you hunt with us. It's not we're going to shift you off to a lower-ranking pH or something like that. You're going to hunt with us and we're going to have great memories together as friends and the family. So if you do fly into uh, South Africa, which most likely you're going to land in Johannesburg because it's perfectly situated in the middle of uh, central South Africa. And then from there on, we can move to whatever area we are focusing on. You, let's say you want a certain species to go after. And I'll tell you, before before you come to South Africa, we're going to hunt in this area because this is the best possible area for the important animals you want to go after. And then you'll either be met by me or my father. Oh, neat. So, it's, yeah, very hands-on, very detail-oriented. That's great. So I'm contacting you for that. Could be that first safari. Could be that 20th safari to Africa, that trip. And we want to do a spiral-horned grouping or springbuck slam or Cape Buffalo, all of that is available for you to hunt and you can get a client on that quite easily? All our areas are, of course, it's hunting. um, So it's not like we're going to be shooting uh, fish in a barrel. Hunting does present great opportunities, but it also does take away sometimes. It's just how Mother Nature works, of course. I mean, you guys should know if you are out hunting on on public land, you might see a 12-point buck come, come past or... You might shoot a six-point or something like that. It's always hunting. But our areas, it's not like you're going to end up then. There's, there's not going to be anything to shoot. If we set out for a springbok slam and things start getting tough or whatever, 
not that it usually gets tough, but I mean, you're going to end up being with one of us and we're going to work really hard. We're going to put on our best efforts to get you exactly what you wanted in the time frame you wanted it to, to be hunted. So if it's a Grand Slam, a Springbok Grand Slam, if it's a Spiral Horn Slam, if it's the Wildebeest Slam, I mean, anything is possible and our areas do provide opportunities to hunt all of those animals. You can accommodate rifle hunting, but you're in the process of really upping your archery hunting from what I'm seeing you post on the social media sites. Definitely so. I really, I really want to get into bow hunting and bow hunters because I feel as the sport develops, you need to develop with it. And there's a lot of talk around archery nowadays. And we've got the perfect area that's been a bow-only area for the last five years. So the animals aren't wild or, you know, constantly being shot at with rifles and all that. So this area makes it perfect for the hardcore archer to come and have the best possible bow hunting experience that you will find in South Africa. And I mean, like I said, with everything developing now, I see a lot of guys talking about bow hunting, about spear hunting, all of these kind of stuff. You want to move with this group and you want to offer them what they want. So when it comes to the bow hunting, of course we can offer rifle hunting as well. We've got the areas and we've got the animals. We really want to start focusing on uh, on the bow hunting part of uh, hunting because me being a bow hunter as well, I enjoy it so much. And to be able to get close enough on an a- animal, on a walk and stalk hunt and take it by means of bow and arrow, that's just, I don't know how to explain it, but it's just so much more exciting than doing it with a rifle. Not that it's not exciting with a rifle, but to get within 40 or 30 yards of an animal and being able to put in an arrow on that animal, man, that really gets the, gets the blood pumping. Yeah, I can imagine. And the person can hunt with either traditional, you know, vertical bow or crossbow. Both of those are legal in South Africa? Yes, yes, they are. Is there any minimum pound weight they have to be able to shoot? Well, we've got all the specs available on demand, but... Uh, I would say African game, if you if you can shoot at least 65 pounds uh, with a good arrow setup, then you're going to be safe. But I do know there's a lot of ladies that can't pull that. But with today's technology regarding um, bow hunting, I've seen I've seen women take down animals as large as Eland with, with a 55 draw weight and uh, with only like a, tre- a 25 inch draw length. So if you know your bow setup and you know what kinetic energy it's putting out, then it's going to be perfect. But let's be safe and say, if you can at least pull 65 pounds for the bigger animals, then of course, we're going to be safe. Okay, so I call you up and I start to plan the safari and I get everything to you for the deposits. You're going to get me spec sheets that say, here's some of the suggested minimums and you can really work with that particular client to fine tune their equipment? Definitely. Like I mentioned before, me being a bow hunter as well, I mean, there's there's a little bit of common ground and I can I can tell them, hey, this works in Africa, this does not work in Africa. This happens and it's not to really attack their personal points of views. It's just from our point of view uh, regarding our experience, what we've seen in, happen in the bush, it's better to be safe than sorry because you end up spending a lot of money here and if you want to continue hunting with the equipment you like to hunt, then of course, it's possible, but we want to give you the best possible experience and, of course, opportunity to get your trophy animal. And we want to kind of like get rid of that doubt factor that possibly can end up 
let you lose your animal. So one of the things I thought was neat is you have a number of traditional, what Americans would be used to seeing from TV shows for the blinds to hunt over water holes. Yes, definitely. We have elevated lines and then ground blinds that we use that are, um, some look a little bit different than others, but it's the traditional bow blinds that anybody's used to actually. And uh, if you want to do tree stand hunting, we've got tree stands as well. We've got we've even got areas where guys can actually get up in a tree and if they want to hunt a wildebeest or a warthog or something with a spear, it's going to be possible. So what do the elevated blinds look like? Is it a, sing- is it a traditional one person, like what we'd be used to in America, a tree stand, or is it a much larger platform type blind? It's a, it's a bit larger. It's a, an elevated closed blind, which basically means that most of our, our blinds can accommodate three people. By by three people, we always know there's possibly going to be an observer, like a wife or a son or a daughter, accommodating the hunter or hunters. And then, of course, the, the pH or the guide as well. And this also gives opportunity to get footage, to get a little bit of camera footage of the hunt as well. So the, the blinds, as most guys will see, if they are following us on Facebook, and we post quite a bit of pictures up there as well, you'll see that there's innovative blinds that are not small, they are spacious, and then the ground blinds as well can easily fit three or four people. That's really cool. So I can get up in that blind, in that elevated platform, have a pH, an observer, maybe a camera person to really capture that hunt in. Definitely. If somebody wants to capture their hunts on film, are you able to have them hire a camera person to come out and follow you around? No problem whatsoever. We've got a bunch of professional cameramen around doing cinematic hunting videos and doing the normal hunting videos. And then, of course, if the guys don't want to end up spending a lot of money on cam- a camera crew or something like that, um, I've recently posted on my Facebook page as well uh, a post regarding my, my younger brother, which is getting off age to become a, a prof- professional hunter as well. And he's been out hunting lion with me. He's been out hunting elephant with me. He's been out hunting buffalo with me. And let me tell you, there's, there's few cameramen out there with... I'm, it's going to sound pretty rude, but I mean, with the balls that he's actually got, because we've been <laughs> in sticky situations where, where Dangerous Game really wants to take us out. And I had to shoot Buffalo that actually skid past us, and then this little oak standing with the camera and with the camera and getting everything on on form. Um, so if the guys don't want to end up spending a lot of money, and they just want your standard um, footage and somebody to follow them around with a camera and get the impact shots and all of that, then we've got that as well. But uh, regarding professional uh, professional camera crews, that's always a possibility. Um, even pilots, if, if clients want to end up flying from one area to another because they, they're looking for different species, good, uh, good specimens to hunt, which is not naturally occur- occurring in the same area, then we, we offer them the option of, do you want to have a private chartered flight to the other area or you want to have a helicopter flight to the other area or all of that. We're actually doing this now with a group of clients from the U.S. that's coming in uh, mid-March and uh, where we're actually hunting, we're going to travel from one area where we're hunting crocodile to the area where we're hunting line and we've got a plane set up for them as well You know, and, and if they want to get a camera crew on there, they will get a camera crew for them as well. Oh, fantastic. And so we've got all these hunting opportunities. 
all the way from the Cape Buffalo to the Roan to the Sable to your traditional zebra, kudu, you know, all the all the animals that anybody could pretty much want. Uh, one thing we haven't touched much on is talk a little bit about the accommodations that Bashnell provides. Well, along with the friendly service that we provide and the family feeling that you get when hunting with Bashnell, I mean, there's a bit of everything. I've received um, emails of clients asking that they want a little bit of roughing it. And this actually is perfect because some of our areas offer tented camps where it's not the normal luxury you will find in your basic lodge or whatever. Um, so if, if some of the hunters really want to go on an African safari and they want to rough it by a campfire at night and want to sleep in tents and, you know, get the real rough experience, then we offer that as well. But for the clients that want to stay comfortable where there's a wife or there's kids or something, or you just, like myself, enjoy comfort, then we've got really luxurious lodges. Each and every one's a minimum of three stars, and it's got everything you need. In every lodge, you will find an ensuite bathroom. So here you have your own privacy. You've got, you don't have to share anything with anybody. You're going to have your privacy, and you're going to have a comfortable stay throughout your safari. What I learned is, do I need to pack a whole bunch of clothes when I come over, or is a few outfits going to carry me no, it's not going to, problem, it's going to be a problem at all. I mean, regarding laundry, there's daily laundry services. So if you want to pack light and you just want to pack, let's say, five sets of clothes and the bare minimum, you know, because you want to travel light, then perfect. And that's also talking about traveling light. You don't want to go through the hassle of bringing your own rifle. We offer rifles to rents on our properties as well. And there's quite a good variety of calibers that you can choose from. So whatever you are comfortable with, we offer that as well. But getting back to the laundry services, I mean, we've got people cleaning up the rooms on a daily basis. We've got them actually focusing on laundry as well, making sure that the laundry doesn't get all messed up. And, you know, some people might switch the laundry and you never know where your stuff is. Your stuff's your stuff. and They've been pretty well, uh, how can I say, trained so that they know let's keep this stuff together. It gets washed on a daily basis. So everything you need is basically going to be in camp there's no need for you to bring a whole bunch of luggage with or anything like that and that's what i was going at that i thought was amazing was put in your outfit that you wore all around hunting all day changed into your nighttime camp clothes and uh the next morning when you took off with you had like two outfits for hunting when you took off with that next outfit on come back and your other outfit was all nice and clean and pressed and i was like this is awesome yeah, and that's exactly the same you're going to find when hunting with us. And the other thing you can look forward to is when you book a hunt with us, you're going to, you're going to find some complimentary uh, Boshnell Safaris merchandise where we actually offer you a hunting shirt, a hunting cap, and maybe a T-shirt or something like that, all with the Boshnell Safaris logo on. And uh, we add a little bit of personal detail. Most of the clients, if they come and they let they let us know what their sizes are and how exactly they want their name spelled or uh, if they've basically got a nickname, then you get a hunting shirt with your name on it uh, perfectly set up to take, um, to take some nice photos in, of course, and then do a little bit of good, comfortable hunting in that clothes as well. Oh, fantastic. So I'm going to come in from the field. I'm going to meet up with my 
uh, family that might might or might not have come with me. And then we're going to sit around and wait for dinner. Uh, there's going to be lunch during the day. Uh, I'm assuming some days you might spend all day out in the field and it's just a, a picnic type lunch. Other days it's to head back to the lodge. I guess that would really depend on the property you're at, wouldn't, wouldn't it? Definitely. In some of the areas, I won't say difficult areas, but it's good hunting areas where the terrain sometimes gets a little bit hard and you do some really almost hard hunting to get the animals you want. And if that happens where we actually get stuck up in an area quite far from the lodge and we send out, but we're, let's say, for example, we're tracking buffalo, we can't go back because we're going to lose these tracks. We're not far behind them. And we basically set up a quick, like you said, a picnic area or something, have a quick uh, lunch or brunch in the bush, and then continue hunting. But if you want to come back and have a good brunch at the lodge, then that's going to be completely set out for you. And another thing that clients can look forward to is booking a hunt. I email a, a wish list to you where you basically tell me, listen, this and this and this animals my priority animals. I want to hunt these animals first so that we know we can work around these animals. Whatever is extra, is extra. On that list, you basically tell me what you enjoy eating, what you do not enjoy eating, what you prefer to drink and what you don't like to drink or anything that can basically happen in camp, which you like or will not like. You can set that out on a paper and email it back to me and then I know my, my camp staff know exactly what you like and do not like and we will work around your preferences the possibility to have maybe not the animal that we harvested but let's say we shoot an eland is there possibilities to have eland for dinner one night or try zebra or kudu or whatever some of it that's almost a given so i mean one of the beauties of africa of harvesting an animal is that you get to taste the animal that you've harvested we've We've made hippo for clients. We've made crocodile for clients. We've we've eaten uh, lion. We've anything you shoot and you want to taste the animal that you harvested. There's not going to be a problem at all. We're gonna we're gonna serve that on a platter for you in the traditional South African way. So not only are you going to eat some traditional South African food, but you're going to get the opportunity to eat the animals that you harvest. Now let's say that we're there for extra days and we don't want to hunt those days. Is there opportunities to go sightseeing around around the lodge? Definitely. Depending on the area, I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you what's available in that area. But if you want to travel as well, um, there's always an option of putting in a little bit of travel time. Nothing's impossible. I just want the clients to remember that nothing's impossible. I- anything can be worked around, and I'll give you an honest opinion on everything. So if clients want to spend extra two days in the Kruger National Park and we pack up and we head to the Kruger National Park and we stay in the Kruger National Park. If, if clients want to take, we've had this now in late 2017, clients want to go on a hot air balloon tour and we arrange that for them as well. So they get to see a little bit of Africa from the sky out of a hot air balloon. If clients want to go fishing, they can go fishing. There's bass fishing, there's carp fishing and then there's tiger fishing in South Africa as well. Deep sea fishing. We do a lot of deep sea fishing. Now, myself, my dad and I, we're not really good deep sea fishermen because we really get really seasick, but we're going to go <laughs> along for, for the spirit of everything as well and we'll we'll cheer you there from the side. But uh, the actual, to partake in the experience, that's, we're going to have to set that one out because we're not really good on the water. But I mean, anything that you guys need and that's possible for you in South Africa... We can arrange it. Like I said, nothing's impossible. 
so you can get that client back to Johannesburg and then they could take a flight to Port Elizabeth, to Cape Town, do all the sightseeing stuff that's available there. And you're back in no problem whatsoever. You're back at the camps prepping all the trophies and that client basically is done with the safari, but they can go on and do whatever they want to do from there. Whatever they want to do. If they want one of us to to go along with them for insurance sakes or they want to be comfortable because they've learned to get to they've learned to get to know us or whatever, then it's not a problem. As we can split up easily there's there is professional guys taking care of the trophies, so it's not like I personally have to be there the entire time to look after the trophies because somebody like my dad can stand in for me. Uh, I can travel with the clients. My dad can travel with the clients. Whatever the clients want, we can do it. If they want to go, we are hunting in the Kruger, and they want to go diving with the sharks for some reason. I do not know why people want to do that. And if they <laughs> want to do that, then yes, we go to Cape Town and we dive with, well, not we, you guys can dive with the sharks and I'll stay on the boat. I'm with you there. I'm going to stay on shore. Definitely. There's no way I'm getting, because I, I cannot take my 460 Weatherby Magnum with me in that cage. I'm not diving. <laughs> I don't blame you. So going back to the hunting, we wrap up the safari. It's a successful safari. We've gotten whatever it was that we were hoping to, to take. And now all those trophies are there. You can, I'm guessing, either get them to a local taxidermist or assist with the dip and pack process to get them back stateside. No problem again whatsoever. Um, most of our taxidermists, they collect. The other thing that clients can keep in mind is when they hunt with us, we sit down when it's when the hunt's basically coming to an end and we tell the clients, listen, you said you wanted this animal as a shoulder mount, skin like a shoulder mount. Here's all the paperwork regarding the animals, how they are skinned and in what state they are. Let's go through a list of taxidermists. If you want to go and have a look at a nearby taxidermist possibly, again, it's not a problem. We can go there and you can have a look at this specific taxidermist studio or whatever and then you can end up deciding which taxidermist you like best it's not like we're going to say listen you're stuck with this taxidermist you only use this taxidermist you can we can go through a list and explain to you this is the cost and this is the uh, process and this this guy's good in this this guy's good in that then you can end up deciding which taxidermist you like best and like I said, most of the taxidermists, they, they travel to the hunting area, wherever that might be, and they collect the trophies. We, we sign for, for the trophies, and then they take responsibility for them. From there on out, the taxidermists will inform us, which is partial of the forest, uh, regarding the process, where the trophies are, what's busy happening to them. And in these emails, we will CC the client as well basically going to be an email directly to the client where Washington is just CC'd in so that everybody knows exactly what's happening to each and every client's trophies as it goes along. So if they only want to dip and ship it to the state, then we know exactly. This is the process it's being put through now. This is the status on the permits. This is this. This is that. So that you stay informed. Even though your safari ended in your background, you stay informed of what's happening with your trophies throughout the process. Very nice. And with that, if you are coming over to Africa and you decide that, no, I'm not going to have the taxidermy done there. I want to dip and pack it and ship it back to the States. You just talk with your local taxidermist and they would create tags and usually give you zip ties. And then Brendan and his guys could zip tie those 
shipping information right to the horns slash hides, and it makes it a much easier process for everybody no involved. Definitely. We've got our own tags as well. If you do maybe forget yours or whatever, or if you prefer that we use your taxidermist, um, his tags or whatever, then just bring them along. I'm going to give them to our skinners, and each and every animal that you are is going to be tagged exactly like you wanted with your name, species, and whichever part of that is that we're tagging. It's going to be tagged uh, properly, and you know exactly what is yours and can be dipped and shipped without any hassles and be sent back to you wherever you are from. You are not coming to any shows here in the United States at this time, but that certainly could change in the future. So the best thing to do for people is to follow your website. And it looks like there's been some updating to your website. There's been a lot of updating. Um, we're actually busy, uh, busy fixing it up to be a little bit more user-friendly and, of course, to be a little bit more attractive as it's been quite a bit of time since we've updated it. So I'm quite, I'm pushing on the IT guy to really get everything in order. I wanted it to be done prior to this, to the, to this discussion, actually, but since there's a, quite a few glitches, as there always is, nothing's ever perfect. But yeah, we've been updating everything, and there's going to be quite a bit of changes on the website. It's not going to be bad changes. It's just going to be a little bit more attractive and user-friendly for you guys. Great. And you are very, very active on social media, not only going to uh, Instagram, but also Facebook, where Bashdal Safaris has its own page. Plus, you post in a lot of other forums. So anybody that has any interest in going to South Africa should probably reach out to you. That way would be the quickest way to contact you, I would guess. Most definitely. Social media has opened so many doors for us. Uh, I think for the for the hunting for the hunting. Uh, industry around the world, social media is an absolute brilliant tool to use. And I mean, we've not only got the Bosch on Safari's Facebook page that you could follow and see what's happening with clients, but we've got uh, a group actually, uh, Bosch on Safari's Hunting and Discussion, where you can basically see daily updates as clients go along and what we're doing on Safari's, where the, the personal touch actually, that really stands out there. Let's say we do a little bit of fishing or whatever. It's it's always discussed and shown on the group as well. So if, you, if you'd if you be interested in that, join the group, see what we are doing on a daily basis, uh, what we are d- discussing that day. It might be something as simple as uh, horn lengths or uh, a certain type of bow, or good broadheads. You know, it could be basically anything. But there's a lot of stuff happening on the group as well. So feel free to join in and talk a little bit to the hunters that have hunted with us and how they experience it. It's a good place for you to actually ask a few questions as well if you want to be informed uh, regarding a lot of stuff that happens on the safari. It's a perfect place to get in touch. Yes, and for the show notes, for anybody listening, uh, you can expand the show notes on this, and I'll have links to the Boshnell Safari page, to Brennan's page, as well as the group page so that you can access it just as a quick link so you don't have to worry about missing it or not writing it down. So that should make it very easy for folks to get in touch with you. You guys in South Africa have had a little bit of issues with weather, with a drought. How has that affected any of the animal herds? Well, the the drought's been quite severe the last three years, actually. And uh, it hasn't been this bad since 1887 in South Africa. So this basically means it's the worst drought in over a century, basically. 
what's been really tough on the animals is to get good vegetation, to get feed, and to maintain animals. Because, I mean, hunting, as most of the hunters would know, goes along with conservation. And hunting is not just killing, but it's actually looking after a species and trying to see this species evolve and thrive. And that's actually put us in a situation where we could hands-on show the public what hunters do for the wildlife in South Africa. Because in 2016, we were granted a local concession in an area where we stayed. And this area had quite a bit of buffalo on it. Not major other animals, but quite a bit of buffalo, lion and rhino. By being able to hunt nine buffalo out of the, I think there was about 150-odd buffalo on the on the reserve after the drought really set in. Being able to hunt nine rhino, we were able to feed these animals in this reserve for the for the rest of the year. And all of the money that actually came in from the, the from the buffalo that we set out to hunt, we actually hunted two of the buffalo with two very fine American gentlemen. They had an absolute blast and we really worked hard. But they could basically go back and they could say, listen, my hunt funded feed for uh, the animals in this reserve. We actually see quite a bit of rhino because this is one of the few places where rhino are naturally occurring and they are uh, free-ranging. And we could save quite a bit of rhino in this process to put out feed for them and just to keep them going this tough time. And of course, we've seen a little bit of rain now, but it's still quite dry. So I would really want to let the clients know that your dollars in Africa actually go a lot further than anything. It's not just the hunting safari that it pays for. But I've always been trying to explain this to people that don't understand hunting in Africa. You might end up hunting one animal, but it saves 10 other animals in the area. And a lot of the money that comes in from, from hunting actually goes directly back into the conservation and trying to get bigger, better genetics or just to keep the animals alive like we, we've seen in the last three years with the drought. And that's really helped us to get an idea out there of how important hunters in Africa are. So what you're telling me is that you're not getting checks in the mail from all the anti-hunters to help you keep the animals alive? Not at all. It was that nice. Uh, at the end of the day, the guys that are really actually hands-on helping the wildlife is the guys that are spending the money in Africa doing hunting because those are the, the people that are actually looking after our wildlife. And that's where we get the majority of our funds from. And if it's if it's not that, it has to come out of our own pockets. And I mean, you can only carry so much costs at the end of the day. Exactly. Without the hunters that we've, we've had, it, it wouldn't have been possible. In speaking with many of the outfitters, they've gotten zero dollars from any of these anti-hunters that like to, to bash the hunters. Their only source of revenue is the hunters coming in. So you'll lose. And what many people that are not hunters don't understand is it's not just shooting all the animals randomly. Generally, the trophy you're looking for is the older, mature male that's already passed its breeding life. It's not it's it's already contributed its genetics, you know, to multiple generations. Definitely. And what most people don't think is that a species does not need only one male and one female to continue breeding. If there is a good young breeding male, there's no reason to, to hunt that breeding uh, male. Because let's say Impala, for, for example, one male can, can breed with 30 females. So 
the other older males that are no longer breeding, if they are hunted, it puts a lot of money back into the conservation efforts that, that we have um, had recently. So it's not that we're basically going to hunt that young breeding male. We're going to hunt the older ones that are that have set out their formed bachelor herds. They're no longer in their breeding prime. We hunt those animals to really not hurt our ecosystems. Now, besides the hunting in the South African area and then going up for some of the dangerous game like leopard in Zimbabwe. Is there any other countries that you can take folks to hunt in? Uh, we offer hunting opportunities in countries like Zimbabwe and Zambia, Zambia. And we've recently got in contact with a guy and we've really set up a good relationship with him to offer Burkina Faso as well, which which offers a little bit of northern African safaris. And uh, a lot of people, it's something that miss out on, but that's, to go up into and hunt some of the western savannah buffalo and some of the species they have up there as well. And then, of course, Zambia. I mean, Zambia is an absolute beautiful country to visit, and the hunting is just, it's way out there. I mean, if you are looking for a giant, and I really mean a giant leopard or a widespread buffalo, there's no better place to hunt than in Zambia. I mean, you can experience that whilst hunting with Boshnells. Still get that family feeling, still hunt with the same old guys you know, and just get on a new area in a new country and experience something new. One thing I want to jump back to is with the bow hunting that you offer, if somebody uh, works with you and gets the right setup on their bow, they can sit in a blind and take a Cape Buffalo via archery you have that type of setup correct definitely if, if that's what they want then that's what we do but our areas are set up in this way well it's not really a setup the vegetation the natural vegetation actually will offer us an opportunity to stalk in on a buffalo and be able to take it with a bow if, you, if we work hard and we put in the time and effort we will be able to take a buffalo by means of walk and stalk with a bow and arrow the closest I've ever been on a buffalo was seven meters and that was without them actually knowing that we are there. I mean, and seven meters is not all that much. I mean, you can imagine being seven meters from a Cape Buffalo and putting in an arrow on it. It's going to be, that's going to be exhilarating. Yeah, that'll get your blood pumping. That will definitely get your heart racing. What an amazing opportunity. So besides Facebook and Instagram, what's probably the best option just to go to Boschnell Safari's website and then use the contact us link to get in touch with you? Definitely. And you will see uh, whether you are from the United States of America or you are from Europe, you will see we are actually putting up links now where you can just click on a button and say, listen, I want a price list in dollars. Then it sends an automatic email to me that says, oh, my name is this and this and this. I want a price list in US dollars and I will send you everything through, uh, including packages we have available. Because that's another thing that guys can, can keep their eyes open is we might set out a couple of packages each year or in the middle of the season when we see we have a good amount of this species, a good amount of that species. We can take off a little bit extra. You, let's set out a package at a discounted rate or something like that. So the guys can, it's basically everything for everybody. Well, and it's so simple that while you were telling me how to use it, I clicked on it, typed in my name, typed in my email address. It pre-fills, please send me a price list in US dollars. I hit send and you've got it. I've got it. Then it's as easy as that. Then I can get in touch with you via email and I can tell you, listen, here's our prices, but keep in mind, we've got these packages, these specials running at the moment. So if you are looking, let's say you're a first-time hunter to 
in Africa. Here's a good package for you to look into. It's not going to break the bank and it's got all the, let's say, the, the main animals you will find on the safari. This is going to be a good deal for you. If you are interested in this, look at this. So that first time person that's coming over that all of a sudden is overwhelmed, they can say, no, I'll like this planes game or I want this leopard hunt or I want whatever. And there's packages arranged. So it's just a off the shelf. Here's the animals you're going to hunt. But if there's other animals you see, you certainly have an opportunity to take those as well. Definitely. So before it's a big honesty factor for us. So if you, you tell us, listen, I'm looking for a leopard hunt or I'm looking for a buffalo hunt, but it must be this kind of buffalo. It must be this kind of area. Then I'm going to explain to you exactly how it works. This is what we have available. This is what I can do. This is what I cannot do. But I will try to see if I can get this done for you. So as soon as we start communicating, you're going to know exactly what's happening uh, with your hunt and what we can do and cannot do. So there's never never going to be a moment where you are in the dark at all. First off, I really appreciate the time you've given me because I know it's it's getting late where you're at. But for the folks that are listening, there's a lot of huge operations in South Africa and Southern Africa in general. That doesn't make them bad because of their size. But when you look at a company like Bashnell Safaris, you've got a more boutique operation. You're going to get that real hands-on touch. And for somebody that's the first time, and whether you're going to Africa by yourself or you're going with a group, you're going to be taken care of. You're not going to feel overwhelmed and lost. Brendan or his dad Hans is going to pick you up at the airport. You might hunt with Johan. You might hunt with Brendan, just depending on what you're looking for. And you're going to know that going over so the idea of going can be a little daunting at first because it is a long plane flight it is a lot that you're not used to but to have an operation like this where they're going to just literally take care of you from beginning to end what a great opportunity for anybody that's considering going to africa well brennan I can't thank you enough for your time, and I think this is really a great opportunity for many folks to come over from any part of the world that's listening to this show and experience South Africa and the hunting that you have to offer. So again, I really thank you for your time. Uh, thank you, Mr. Jason. It's been an absolute pleasure to be part of this. I think from the entire Boshna team, we say thank you, and uh, we really want to get out there and welcome each and every client that's thinking of hunting in Africa, like we said before. Whether it's your first time or your 20th time, please feel free to get in contact with us. We'll be very happy to help you. We go out of our way to really get you in the perfect, best possible experience you will have in South Africa or in neighboring countries. So please get in contact with us. We will have references available if you want to speak to them first. If you want to have a look at the packages we have available or the price list, just let us know. We'll be happy to communicate with you. Thanks again, Jason, for this opportunity. I mean, I think... Uh, it's been a true honor. Thank you very much. Oh, it was my pleasure. And for the listeners, I, I can't say enough. Get yourselves all set up. If you have never been to Africa, it's an amazing experience. Have someone like Brendan and the, the Bashnell Safaris really just enhance that experience so that it's something that you'll you'll never forget. And once you go to Africa one time, your thought process is going to be, how do I go back again and again and again? So I thank you for your time, Brendan. And I look forward to speaking with you in the future. Definitely. Thank you, Mr. Jason. We'll definitely keep in touch. Thank you. You have a great evening. You too, sir. Have a good one. Thank you. Come early spring, it's getting green. Fisher on the bed. Hear those turkeys gobble. 
ringed in my head. The winter rides bass boat, here comes another year. Yeah, we command the outdoors round here. Oh, we command the outdoors. Yeah, we command the outdoors. Come summertime, we're feeling fine, fishing on the lake. Flipping jigs in Carolina rigs From early morning till real late Bonfires on the creek bank Kick back a couple beers Yeah, we command the outdoors around here Yeah, we command the outdoors Yeah, we There's doves until you know winter's on the way. Brushing blinds and deer stands. The fever starts to creep. Fill our freezers full of ducks, lots of tender deer. Yeah, we command the outdoors around here. Yeah, we command the outdoors. Yeah, we command the outdoors. So grab your guns, shells, boys. Put on your camouflage. Cause we command the outdoors around here. We command the outdoors.